Hi, this is Joe Shannon. I'm a lawyer, a husband, a father of six kids, and I also uh, host a podcast called Opening Statement with Joe Shannon. Please consider listening to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and any other folks that host podcasts. Just Google Joe Shannon and podcast and you'll find it. I hope you enjoyed the show. All right, so we're really uh, looking forward to, to talking with Ryan Wade today. Um, Ryan uh, has a law firm at Downers Grove, um, primarily a real estate practice. Um, and just, uh, I think it's going to be a, a lot busier practice in the you know, months, uh, months to come with what the economy's doing and back on the rise and coming back and you know, a lot of people making different moves. Um, so Ryan, uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on and, and doing the interview with us. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Sure. So, um, Ryan, tell me a little bit about your, your practice in Downers Grove. Um, we are located in the heart of downtown Downers Grove. It's myself and Michelle Jones. She's a paralegal. Um, we have continually grown throughout the last five years. We love what we do. We primarily focus on the western suburbs. Um, I did grow up in the south side of Chicago, so we, we dabble out there with friends and family, and I go into the loop as well. As being one of those main staples in the western suburbs. Great. And so tell me a little, little bit about um, where you come from. Uh, God's green grass of earth right there in south side of Chicago. Uh, Beverly, my mom and dad are still there. Uh, my brother obviously grew up there as well. He's down in Louisiana now in New Orleans. Um, but I came from the south side and near and dear to my heart. Uh, my wife grew up here in Downers. I met her in college and uh, I've been coming back and forth between Beverly and Downers for a number of years while I was dating. And after we got married, we decided to settle here. So we love Downers Grove. That's great. And then uh, where'd you end up doing your high school at? What's well, Mount Carmel on the south side there? Uh, the Caravan. Go Caravan. That's right. <laughs> so, so that, you know, I whenever I meet people uh, in Chicago and they, and they tell me that they went to Mount Carmel, I mean, it's just like a, a, a pride comes over them. And I like, uh, I don't know, something happens, something's in the water at Mount Carmel that I, I, I don't, I, you know, I talk to people from a lot of different high schools in Chicagoland, but it seems like the caravan on Mount Carmel uh, has ha, had a profound, you know, uh, effect on a lot of people. Is that, is, are you included in that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, I love Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel takes care of their own. They do. It's a deep and rich um, community but I mean just the the you know the the brethren there it's amazing um you you can go 20 years without seeing one of your fellow classmates or friends and uh and I'm assuming that 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 the test for most people in, in every walk of life but Mount Carmel especially you can go years without seeing somebody and it's just like you left off from before so um my parents sacrificed a lot to send my brother and I there and uh, I'll forever remember that and um, the people I, I talk to to this day um, feel the same way at least from from Mount Carmel you know I uh, four out of our six groomsmen in our wedding were from Mount Carmel so we'll figure right uh, it's it's a great place 
you know, people poke fun at it once in a while because we're so close, but it, it, there's a reason why. And they take care of you. You, you, you are instilled with the values you need in life. And um, I, I have no doubt believed from the point of law school to my career where I'm at now that I would not be where I'm at without Mount Carmel. So when you were at Mount Carmel, uh, I mean, you go in there as a 14-year-old kid, and uh, it, it was it is it all boys? It is. Okay, so all boys school. At 14 years old, you go in there and you come out four years later. Did you play sports, or what, what kind of formed formed you when you're at Mount Carmel? Yeah, so so it's all boys. When I went there, it was about 800 boys. Um, I think it's a little bit more now, which is a testament to them. Uh, especially with the economy and the way it is. Uh, yeah. I believe what I, we just found out in our latest, place, latest newsletters that they had the highest um, enrollment test in over 35 years. So that's great to them. And that's a testament to them. So that's great. And it is, it's a miracle school. I mean, it's on the South side there. It's 64th and Dante. It's in, on the edge of Inglewood and Hyde Park. And uh, it's amazing how they thrive and, and, um, you know, it's been there for over 122 years now, I think. So it's a great spot. But when you get in there, you know, you're put into a class, obviously, and, and, and they weed out the people that don't want to be there. And I was fortunate enough to, to be one of those kids that, that, that went through it. And, and um, like I said, you know, I have a ton of friends that I still communicate with every, every day, every week. And if I don't, and I see him at five-year, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year reunions, it, it's like we just left off at, at a class, you know, we walked down that aisle and at the University of Chicago, Rockefeller Chapel, where we graduated from, and uh, it's just a very special place, so very it's happy. It's awesome. Over there. And, and, and you played football there, right? I did. Yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, we, from the beginning to the end, just, you know, just in, in digest form, but what, how that kind of transformed you? Yeah, you know, the big thing with Mount Carmel, I, I played for the legendary coach, uh, Frank Lentzi. Uh, I actually played with his son, Frankie Jr. Um, but the big thing with the coaches was, you know, it's, it's not about you, you know, it's about the program. It's about the people that came before you. Um, and when we went there, when I first started there, I mean, Mount Carmel football, and it still is to this day, but at that time they were very, very strong. And so it wasn't about walking in and thinking you were good. You had to prove that, you know, you had to buy into the, the team concept and improve your worth and so that was instilled at us from day one through the freshman coaches uh, all the way through varsity and you know Frank Lenti um, was very good about treating respect and dignity and bringing you up but he also put you in his place if you if you didn't you know buy in and and that's it's important I think in life but more, more so when, when we went to Mount Carmel, you know, you knew where you stood day one. And if you wanted to get to the end, there were plums laid out. You, you saw the avenue of success. And if you just bought into it, more likely than not, you would be at that, you know, that platform at the end of your career. And, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, to win a state championship my senior year with, with that team. And we should have won it with my junior year. But three out of the four years that we were there, they won a state championship. Wow, that's 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 pretty, you know. And so, so basically, it was instilled in you. Sounds like to me, not only a sense of uh, what it's like to become, you know, an accountable man, but also a habit of excellence. Um, and that that's kind of, you know, some of the things I learned from the folks that I, you know, went to 
school with, but that sounds to me like the type of approach that they took with you guys too. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, you know, the the motto at Mount Carmel is you come in there as a boy. If you, if you care to struggle and strive for things, you'll leave as a man. And um, I, I don't know if I left as a man, but I definitely know I was up leaving there as, you know, as, as a difference to coming in. So uh, I love that place. Like I said, I still talk to a number of my, my good friends from there. Um, my parents sacrificed a ton to get us through there because it's not cheap. And, but they made that determination to send us through there because it was the best thing for their kids. And I hope to do that for my kids if that's, if that's what needs to be done. Um, not necessarily Mount Carmel, but that Catholic institution, that, that Catholic upbringing. I think it's paramount and um, I think there's something to be said for it. So that's great. And so then, so then you ended up, uh, did you end up going off to college and law school, obviously? Yeah, I went to St. Ambrose University in the Quad Cities, uh, Davenport, Iowa. I went there for four years. I played football there as well. Uh, my wife, I met there. Her name's Lindsay. She's a teacher in um, the Gower West District, which is just south of um, Hinsdale South High School. So I think that's Burr Ridge. Um, I should know more, but I, I can't <laughs> admit I should. Sorry, on. Um, and then we, my wife went to, um, she got her graduate degree and got her master's at um, Elmhurst College, and then I went on to John Marshall in the city. That's great. So um, you played football f for four years in college, then, huh? No, I didn't. I only played for two. Um, What'd you do? What'd you play? What was your position? Uh, first year, I played quite a bit of special teams and receiver, and then the next year, I was left out pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, small white guy, not too fast. Didn't have a good place on that team. But the nice thing about St. Ambrose was is that we're so close to Iowa City. Uh, and we would get some kids that would play for University of Iowa or would go into University of Iowa and wouldn't play, and then they would drop out and come join Ambrose. And uh, so it was always a struggle every spring practice because you'd think you'd be, you know, number two in the depth chart. And, and yeah. you get a couple kids that come in that are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and you're not quite as good. But it was fun. And, um, you know, getting back to Mount Carmel a little bit, I, I just, I really love that camaraderie. I love my experience at Carmel. And I don't think there's anything that you could ever put into a bag and, and, and replicate as far as high school football in the South side of Chicago. It's just a really special experience and it's just very hard to replicate. So when I went to St. Ambrose, I did love it. I met some really good people um, and I played some great coaches, but it just wasn't quite the same. Yeah. So I, I decided to, uh, you know, quit, which, stunk i hate saying the word quit but i did and then i focused on school and uh, i got out of there and it was fun and i met like i said i met my wife and then i went on law school and, and the rest is history so that's great so tell, tell me a little bit about um your practice uh so um largely a real estate practice um and if people want to uh find uh ryan it's, it's wait it's w-a-i-t-e law.com um Tell us a little bit about uh, what, where you come through for clients. Sure, sure. So first of all, it, it's waitelaw.net. Uh, .net, okay. The website, that's fine. But yeah, um, so, so by and large, we, we are really trying to put a staple, like I said previously, in the Western suburbs here. Uh, we, we try to promote local real estate agents. Uh, whether that's doing co-ops with, with you know, a coffee and brunch type of thing. Um, doing webinars, which is especially prevalent right now, um, trying to promote real estate agents and trying to build up their, their 
demographic. Okay, so if we can do that with them, we hope they use us because every good real estate agent needs a, uh, I would say, a good attorney. Uh, but more importantly than that, we're trying to build a team. We're not trying to get so big that we can't focus on what our overall goal is, which is being local, being approachable, being, you know, attainable to certain things. And, and if we can get a decent amount of business through good real estate agents, uh, that's that's our goal. So we're trying to promote the good ones. We're trying to work with people that like to work with us, that we have similarities with something in common. And uh, we've been pretty good with that. So we're reaching out to the local, you know, real estate brokerage firms here in Downers Grove and in Naperville and Lyle and and trying to promote their own practice because we think in turn they'll they'll use us and we'll continually build together. You know, that's a great strategy. I, you know, I, I've always found that the more involved you are with your community uh, and the professionals, uh, you know, it, it's like if you help people um, and that you make that your aim every day is to help people out over and over and over again, then obviously you're going to be helping them out professionally as well. So. I really like that approach. And has it been something that's been good for you for your practice? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, at first you want to see, you want to see the bearings, right. But that's just not realistic, um, especially right now. But fortunately for us, the market was good before things happened here. Um, and we built really good relationships. So people are still trying to buy and sell their homes. And especially in this, this area of the Chicago land, portion. So we've been fortunate to build on that and, and continue to help these agents. And, you know, it's different. You have to think differently right now. That That's the thing. You can't just assume that things are going to come to you and happen. You have to make things work in a different way because we're in a different environment right now. So like I said, going back to that, we're, we're doing more webinars. We know we're inviting people and we're doing CLE uh, courses. We're, 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 we're doing, we created an app on the weightlaw.net website where we can build in a potential breakdown of numbers for closings and what their overall cost would be in their net. And, and that helps, you know, clients or potential clients say, okay, what well, might make sense of us, you know, to sell or list or buy right now. Uh, we're trying to think of things to bring it to them in their couch, you know, or their kitchen, because quite frankly, that's where most people are right now. You know, we, we are, I think you and I are fortunate enough to leave the house once in a while and meet clients and do some things, but a lot of people that we're trying to help right now just can't do that. So we're trying to think of a different way to bring people in, to bring people to the weight law firm and understand that, you know, if you don't need us now, you might need us in the future. And if we can do these things right now to show that we're of some type of benefit, they'll remember us. And, and, and that's, that's helped. It's helped quite a bit in the last six weeks. People remember us from either Twitter or Facebook or, you know, online jams, you know, or Zoom. Um, so we, we, we've been trying to think differently, think outside the box, but at the same time, understand that, we don't want to flood them with information. We want to understand, you know, we want them to know that we're not trying to sell our services, that we're just here. And when they're ready for us, you know, we'll be ready for them. Great. So then uh, it sounds like to me that you guys are active on all forms of social media, then Facebook, Twitter, you know, all, all of them. And then your website, obviously, uh, it's weightlaw.net, not com.net. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the local thing is great, and then you build out, but you, you cover throughout Chicagoland, right? I mean, you said you handle the folks down in Beverly still, but you go to the Loop, and, and you'll handle stuff all over Illinois, is that right? Yeah, I mean, we were just in Morris on Tuesday for a closing. You know, we'll go where, uh, where it makes sense. Um, you know, then that's the thing with my bread and butter right now, or what my bread and butter is, is real estate. I, I, I love every aspect of real estate. 
And agents are very transverse. You know, they're going to go anywhere they want to go. So sure. if an agent that really likes to work with the weight law wants to go down to Peoria or Morris, you know, and, and if we can do it and it makes sense, we'll do it for them. You know, we want to, we want to be with them lock, stop and barrel. So that's the goal. Obviously we want to be local, but I also want to know, you know, or let these agents know that if they, they are local and they want to move out to certain areas and, and try to try to their business, they'll go with them. Um, so yeah, we're, we're all over the area. And the nice thing about, you know, like I said before, I'm pretty well versed in bankruptcy. I'd like to think, um, while we're not promoting that bankruptcy is a federal law, it's a federal division. Um, and that's, you know, that's throughout the Illinois area here. So we can do, anything from Cook County all the way out to the West, which is Rockford. So I've been to both districts. I've, I've worked with over a hundred trustees in the area. And, um, you know, if push comes to shove for some people that need some help in that area, they can always contact us as well. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think you're going to, you are going to end up getting calls from people that you just run into even in, in your real estate practice that there's going to be a lot of, you know, debtor creditor issues. I mean, there's a lot of people that, I mean, we're approaching 20% unemployment in America. Uh, and so I think there's gonna be a lot of people that just can, I mean, through no fault of their own sure. uh, and companies too, that are going to just be, in, you know, how, are, how am I going to handle that? So somebody that can get in between them and a, and a creditor, I think is going to be worth their weight in gold. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think they'll know when the right time is, you know, it's people try to, we're Americans, you know, we, we believe in, living within our means and, and doing the best we can for our families but sometimes you need help and if they do need help they know where to go whether that's through you or me we, we're here for them and then and that's the goal you know we don't want to over over represent things or overvalue what we can bring we just want people to know that if and you know when the time is right that we're here and um you know i think i think that's um refreshing for people i do i think um but it can also be over it can be over overkill you know when you sure. drive down the highways or you're hearing on the radio you hear the same ad 95 100 times a day yeah. uh, we, we're not trying to be that but what you know what we're trying to do is just make sure that people know that you know if we're here they can call us and, and, and if they need help, just do your do your your due diligence review who you're really you know reaching out to and and make sure that you're making the right decision and there's no there's no wrong or right way to go about it do your research, understand who you're contacting and, and what value they can bring, and then make the decision that's best for you or your family, you know? And uh, I, I do feel like some of the attorneys that I know, they don't even, they don't even advertise. And they're some of the best attorneys that are out there. Right. You know? and, and, and so people should understand that. Ask around, go on social media, find out who's best for you. Just don't, just don't listen to that first ad or that, that first name. You know, there's a reason, you know, the internet's a very powerful tool. And I think people should should use that in this time of need if they need it and, and make the right decision for them. Just don't go to the first shot. So tell me, uh, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to do during this whole stay at home shelter thing was I wanted to, to talk to, you know, 50 or 60 professionals um, that um, were, were basically good news. Um, cause you know, they go to the TV, it's just all bad news, bad news, bad news. And I want to talk to people about some good news. What, what are a couple habits that you have, Ryan, that, um, that clients can count on, uh, when you do your work that, that are, that are positive habits? That's a good question. Um, well, I, I think we're all, you know, creatures of habit, 
Um, I, I tend to wake up pretty early. Um, I work out quite a bit. So I have a routine and I do believe that no matter what you do in life, you should have some kind of routine uh, in any different facet of your life, whether that's, you know, religious habits, uh, public habits, political habits, whatever it may be, you know, read, laugh, cry, enjoy, right? That, that's what we hear. But, you know, when I get up, I try to have some self-meditation. I try to think about things. I pray a little bit. Um, and I work out for about an hour. And then I go to work. And I, I, I review our, our firm's policies. I review our emails. I review our, our phone calls and our phone logs. And then I, I stay in the office uh, from anywhere from seven to about four. I try to go home and hang out with the kids and the family and my wife and have dinner. And then I, I do it again before I go to bed. So what does that mean? I, I think I'm constantly on what I need to be on. You know, I'm always checking the phone. I'm always checking my text messages and checking emails. But we're reliable. We're always in constant communication. Uh, I think you have to be in this day and age because I think right. you should be. There's yeah. no reason not to be. Sure. Uh, that's what we that's what we strive to be, you know, and in, in our ads and our communications with our local brokers and our agents and these style companies, we're always we're always around, we're always available, uh, and we're a click away. Uh, we're we're gonna be there. And if I don't know the answer, I'm gonna tell these people up front. You know, I'm yeah. gonna make sure I find out how to get that. So that's great. Yeah, it's a creature of habit, I guess is the best way to answer that. Long so what's the um you know, I I I ask people that are successful typically, you know, um who are some, some people in your life that have been influential to you that kept kind of, you know, helped you with, you know, a turning point in your life, um, or been like really good role models for you. Um, cause there's some people that, 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 you know, are that listen to these things that, that are starting their businesses and they want to know how do people do it and, 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 you know, how do they have the confidence to do that? Um, how about you? What do you have any, you know, people that stand out as your role models? Sure. Well, you're one of them. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean, Let's no, move on from that. No, no, no. I, I think everybody should know that you, you are, you're an amazing guy. You have a great practice. Um, you know, even though you're in a different area of work than I am, what you have is what I want. And so you're definitely one of them. I, 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 I truly, hopefully know you know that. So no, thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, you know, obviously it's cliche, but my mother, my mother is just a staple in my life. She is, she's, she's a woman of faith. Um, she's very organized. Um, she set my office up here. <laughs> Thanks, nice. Um, she's just, a, she's a strong woman and, you know, everybody says behind a strong man, there's a, there's a better woman. Well, I think it's reverse. I just do, you know, I think, I think women are huge in our industry right now. And I think mothers are, I really do. And, and that's, it might sound cliche and pawny, but it's not. My mom is amazing and she's been through a lot. And her grandfather was a federal judge, John Donovan, um, never met him. And I have never met my grandpa for that, for that matter, her dad, um, but a very sharp guy. He was a dual athlete at, at Notre Dame. He was a boxer and he played baseball. Um, I'm not a very decent athlete. I may be okay here and there, but I think I got it from him. I would have loved to meet him, but my mom always gives me stories or she presented stories of my grandfather. And uh, he seemed like a very strong man of value and, and faith. And, uh, you know, my mom, without my mom, I, I don't know if I'd be doing this. I, I, I probably wouldn't be, 
you know, I probably wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be the father I am. I don't think I'd be the husband I am. So uh, definitely my mom, my dad is a strong, strong self business owner, uh, self-made man. Uh, he's, he's encouraged me throughout. So I, I definitely have a pretty strong background as far as my parents are concerned and, and what I have. And obviously my wife, you know, she's a teacher, but she hasn't been back to work in a while here with this with the virus. And she's helping her son do the e-learning. And I, you know, I just have, I have a semblance of quiet time. I can come to my office and get away as I'm sure you can relate. So when I get home. I'm there right now. Yeah, I'm at the office right, right? now. I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, I, I, moms in general, I, you know, are amazing right now because I, I think they, they need to be put on a pedestal and, and, and praised. Uh, but especially my mother. I mean, like I said, I just, I can't thank her enough. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm very fortunate for what I have. And uh, I know, I think, uh, for the most part, what it takes to be successful. I'm not quite there yet, but it, it's, it's finding out what the good people have and figuring out how they got it. And I was very fortunate to meet you and I, I picked your brain for a while and you've been good to me and talk to me and follow up with me and trying to help me with my practice and business. And, uh, and I think that's important. I think, you know, to, to boil it down, I think these people that, that want to start out in any walk of life in any business in life, they, they have to find the people that have done it and talk to them. Cause I think, I think you can say it, Joe, I mean, more likely than not, if somebody's going to ask you how you got to where you're at or what it took, you're, you're going to give them some time. You're going to give them some time to sit down and talk to them and say, hey, this is what I did. This is what I think works. You know, it might not work for you, but this is where I got. This is where I started with, and, and this is where I am now. And uh, I, I'm always, I always try to be um, open with my time, you know, and I think, you know, only because people like yourself and, and other people that that I've met through my, my uh, career have been the same way to me, you know, and, and I think that's important because you got to give back. You do. And it's important that you do it. And it's important that you remember where you came from. So if anybody's out there trying to start a career or a business, I think find somebody that you respect, find somebody that you want to be and ask them. Cause I think more times than not, they're going to give you some time to talk. That's great. And so um, I, I liked, I really liked the, the part about your parents, you know, how they sacrificed, send you to Mount Carmel. And then your mom's just been uh, just a great inspiration to you and, and, you know, role model and your wife too. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, it, once you get married, it's so, it's so nice, um, you know, have a great marriage and, and every day is, you know, it's always, you know, there's, there's struggles with it obviously and all, all those types of things, but it's just having that partner to just kind of lean on uh, good times, bad times, and then raise kids. It's just, uh, it's, it's a blessing, obviously. So why don't, why don't you, um, if you could, tell us if there's any like big time defining moments in, you know, in your, uh, your per, you know, personal life or career that have kind of, you know, you could have gone out one row, but you took another, um, something that, that big that happened that you, that may have like impacted your life. If, I know there's probably a bunch of them, yeah. but if you, maybe one or two that you could share with us. Um, one for sure. I, you know, I'm not proud of it, but it was definitely a defining moment. I was in eighth grade. Um, that was 1998. And uh, back then, the Chevy Suburbans were a big car back then. That was like the cool thing to have, right? And, and my mother and father bought one and it was a beautiful car. And my mom and dad went away for a, uh, I believe it was a wedding. And I decided to take the car out. I was 14 for a little joyride. 
which uh, I'm already telling people I'm breaking the law and I'm, I'm an officer of the court, but that's the truth. And I actually ran into a fire hydrant and I, I banged up the car pretty well. Um, and at that moment, I was grounded for about two and a half months. I didn't see anybody. <laughs> Uh, I did every kind of thing you could do for your parents as far as landscaping is concerned or painting or whatever it may be. It was just hard labor. And, uh, you know, my, my father said at that point, he's like, what do you want to do? You know, you want to continue to do this or you want to, you want to get better? Um, for lack of a better term, that's essentially, that was the premise and the, <laughs> and the presentment of the message. And I said, I wanted, I want to get better. I don't want to do this. Um, so, uh, you know, that was going into Mount Carmel and I, I really tried to focus my, my mindset on, on just using this tool, which was Mount Carmel at the time to get better and go on to the next level. And we all make mistakes in life. And I made a few after that, sorry, it's the phone. Um, but I, that was a big moment in my life. Um, Sounds like it. So how, how far did you get from the house before you hit that fire hydrant, buddy? Uh, so I, I, anybody that's familiar with Beverly, it was Levitt and I, I, I hit a fire hydrant on Sealy. So about not even a quarter mile. <laughs> um, and I, and, and the worst part or the funny part, I guess I can look back at it now is I knew that I knew the neighbor or, or the owner of the house where the fire hydrant lied. So I, that was Mr. Montgomery. He's actually an attorney too. A great guy. I think he's retired now. What, what was the cross street? Uh, 104th, 104th and Sealy. Nice, hundred fourth and yeah. Sealy. Yeah, what parish yeah. is that? That's still St. Barnabas. So I kept living <laughs> on it. So you're the uh, kid, the kid from the kid from Barnabas that that uh, will always be the kid from Barnabas that ran over the uh, water main. It's I, I still try to drive by it every time I go to my parents' house. Like I said, it's only it's not even a quarter mile. So what's the extra block? You know. That's so, awesome. So that's good. Yeah. Any any other big ones? No, uh, you know, there's a ton, you know, that was yeah. a defining moment. I think, um, you know, the other defining moment, my, yeah, one really quick one, my grandfather, my dad's father, Jack Waite, Lake Jack Waite, uh, he was just, he was an impeccable human being, great grandfather. He was a World War II vet, hmm. uh, always in great shape, always ran, always worked out. Uh, he ran a marathon. He, he passed away in 2006, but he ran a marathon in 2003 in Jacksonville. And uh, he was diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis. Okay. So it just kind of hit him really hard. And he, in the last two years of his life were rough, but you know, he lived life to the, to the fullest. He just did. He just, you don't know many 75 year olds that are training for a marathon. You know? Right. Um, maybe nowadays. I mean, that was 20 something years ago, but um at that point, like he was just a really, a really strong man. And I, I was in college and I'm sitting there drinking beers on Saturdays and not waking up till 11. And he's out there running, you know, 15, 20 miles. Um, he just, he taught me to live life to the fullest. He, he was always an entrepreneur. He didn't rely on anybody. So I had a lot of people in my life that kind of drove me to, you know, hey, believe in yourself, venture out. You know, if, if you believe you can do something and, and if you want to do it, that's the most important thing. If you want to do it, if you're committed to it, do it. You know, what's the worst thing in life that happens? So you go get a job somewhere else. But he, that was a defining moment for me. When I saw that, you know, he was diagnosed and he just, you know, he debilitated for, for lack of a better term. He just kind of fell apart. Um, so life's pretty short, you know, even though he lived till he was 80, you know, three years before that, he was swimming in the ocean. He was training for marathons and things happened quick. And, you know, why, why not do what you want to do? while you're here. I like it. 
I like it. So see the carpe diem, my man. So yeah, I, this, I like it. So I like it. You, Joe, I really appreciate you, man. And I hope your practice is going well. I'm assuming it is. You're yeah. You know what? Listen, I, the, the thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to talk to, to, you know, up and coming professionals and to folks that um, who have a niche. And I think you got a niche in the real estate market in downers and Western suburbs and even all over Chicago. And I think basically, you know, the, every real estate agent that you run into that you talk to is instantly going to like you and like your whole situation. So I don't think there's enough hours in the day. I mean, you meet all those guys, you'll, you'll be uh, swimming in the business, buddy. I, you're just, I'm hoping oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we check in with you later to see how this, how your business is growing? We'd love to. And yeah. you know, if I can ever do anything for you, please let me know. Yeah. So go to weightlaw.net and check them out. I mean, uh, and then, um, you know, the, the one thing I, that, that about Ryan is, you know, you, you call him up, he's going to answer the phone. Uh, he's going to return the calls. So get on there get on Facebook, check them out, give them a review. If you're, if you've used his services as, uh, you know, it's, it's a great, uh, great law firm. So thanks so much for taking time with us, Ryan and, and, uh, Carpe Diem seize the day for your grandpa. Thanks Joe. I appreciate that, man. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the opening statement with Joe Shannon. You can find us on the internet at shannonlawgroup.com or telephone our office at 312-578-9501. Have a terrific day.